Welcome to episode 107 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Lovin. Yeah, you are. Today, we have a very unique experimental episode. We've never done anything like this before. We've got like 30 people on this one, I think. Yeah. So it's between 20 and 30. Uh, the last night of Epicurrence, we invited a bunch of folks upstairs to answer one question, one of three questions in two to three minutes. So the result is we got 20 to 30 people on this particular episode. Uh, we split it up into three segments, one for each of those questions. And you're going to hear from a lot of different people. I'm really excited about this one. I think this is going to be really special. Yeah, it was super fun, but it is an experiment. So let us know what you think. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM. Give us some feedback. Uh, if you're in our Slack team, definitely hit us up. Or if you're not, go to spec.fm slash Slack to join. And of course, iTunes reviews with feedback are always helpful. Uh, even just a star rating helps us move up the charts and helps new people find the show. So let us know what you think. We're very excited to to get some feedback. Before we get into this episode, we want to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that is Wayno. Wayno, they're back. They're Bueno. They are a fantastic agency. I, I feel like we we can't say enough good things about the work that they do. The people that work there. Uh, we had Wayno people at Epicurrent to this. There are Wayno people on this episode. Exactly. Uh, really talented folks. Really just fun to hang out with people. They're doing great work. To check that out, go to wayno.co, U-E-N-O dot C-O. And they're offering you a chance to go to Epicurrent's The Montus. It's coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, they just announced this week, actually, two days ago, that they're giving away a free ticket to Montus. That includes an Airbnb and a flight within the U.S. Like, How awesome is that? That That's their sponsorship, is just helping someone go to this amazing event with amazing people in Tahoe. It's all about building relationships and learning from the best in the industry. And honestly, the best are going to be there. There will be people from Wayno there. There will be people from other companies. There's, I mean, Dan Petty, of course. There's Mark Hemian, Jeff Tehan, Ben Klein, Dan Mall, on and on and on. Katie Dill. So if you've been wanting to go to the Montus, you've been hearing about Epic Currents, but you want to go, you haven't been able to make it happen, here's your chance. So how do you do it? All you have to do is email hi at wayno.co. H-I at U-E-N-O dot C-O. And email them with the subject line Montus, that's M-O-N-T-U-E-S, and just tell them why they should fund you. Uh, they want you to do it in 200 words or less, so you actually have a lot of a lot of space to do that. And definitely include your Twitter handle if you want them to check you out. The main reason being, they're going to post your name on Twitter on Monday, February 29th, if you win. So you have uh, less than a week to do it. So do it right now. Well, I guess uh, after you listen to this episode, email hi at wayno.co. No, you should do it before the episode. Subject line Montus, and they are going to give you a free ticket to Epicurrence. But then listen to this episode and get stoked. So without further ado, here's episode 107 with like half of Epicurrence. What keeps you up at night? Um, I'm Cassie Scribner. I'm an interactive art director at Super Top Secret. Uh, it's an interactive agency in downtown Salt Lake City. Super dope. Super cool. Um, but so what keeps me up at night? Trying to find the balance between my day job, which I love, which is like UX, UI, and doing like really awesome web work for really awesome clients but then doing my own personal work, um, which is like sketching and lettering and embroidery and trying to figure out the balance and being really stressed out about that. Cause it's like, if I'm choosing the more traditional side and kind of a weird crafty thing 
or something that I'm good at, it makes a lot more money. So it's like, what am I making the right decision of doing something that's like really financially smarter or something that's like a weird passion that I kind of want to take a risk on. But they're not mutually exclusive, right? No, it's more fun just to be able to get away from the computer. Right. And be like, oh, I'm going to stitch this thing I lettered and then get to do really- Stitch my UI. (laughs) Oh, man. I made a website, like kind of stitched on a hoop. That'd actually be really cool. I kind of want to do that now, like a stitched wireframe. I'll I'll take two, please. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd frame that. I'm like totally like plug a URL. That could be- That's a niche thing that people would buy. That's rad. (laughs) I kind of think. Thanks, Epicurus. Sweet. I'm going to do that now. Wire stitches. Yeah. Design details changing lives. Yeah. Right I'll, I'll do all these like, you know, agencies, their first websites they ever wireframe <laughs> that I can just stitch up the first wireframe. It's like the dollar bill you <laughs> have hanging in the, in the place. I love it. Rallies has to have a ribbon like folded up on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. Cool. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks so much, guys. I'm Aubrey and uh, I'm a designer uh, and maybe a developer kind of but I'm not very good at it. Um, So the question, what keeps me up at night? I think the thing that keeps me up at night is relevancy um, as a designer. And I worry about that as I have been designing for about 10 years. I'm getting older and I I just wonder when my stuff's not going to be cool anymore. And that that really gets at me. And makes me think about what I'm going to do with my future. And it's, it's scary. Uh, but I think that fear pushes us to do, to do something um, instead of just kind of sit there and, or, or idle while something happens. Any steps you're taking to not yeah. lose that? Yeah. So um, about a year and a half ago, I started uh, developing on iOS through Swift. Um, and I've been more entrepreneurial so that I'm not just locked into a single focus of uh, visual design or uh, just user experience and flows. Um, I think those things are great and valuable, but I think being diversified helps you in the short term and it helps you in the long term if you need to, if you need to shake it up and, and change how you're relevant. Awesome. Well said. Cool. Perfect. Thanks, guy. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hello, my name is Matt D. Smith, and the internet knows me as MDS. What keeps me up at night? The first thing that pops into my head is one of my four children. They wake up in the middle of the night (laughs) and (laughs) takes away from my sleep. Okay. What's your second answer? (laughs) And that's the primary thing that keeps me up at night, like legitimately keeps me up at night. Okay. Um, second answer is just thinking about business and growing and decisions and ideas for projects and just like a nonstop mixed bag of kind of like what Mackie was talking about tonight. Like not so much what if, but like, Oh, I could do this. And then, Oh, and then I like trying to like plan out the next day's worth of work in my mind when I really don't need to be thinking about that. Um, but it's it's gotten less so. I've yeah, like how are I've you been com- able to? How are you combating that? Like I, I feel like early on in my career, it was much more so because I would be working from midnight to three a.m. to try to do more freelance work or whatever, and then I'm still thinking about stuff. 
But now I'm like 10 years into my independent career or whatever you want to call it, freelancing. And now I'm like, when I come home from my office, just want to like relax, Netflix and chill with my wife after the kids are in bed and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, knows what you yeah, mean. We know what you mean. We know what Netflix and <laughs> chill I mean, means. Netflix Thank and you. chill, you know, maybe Hulu and chill, but it doesn't have as good a ring to it. No, it doesn't. But, you know, hang out with my kids, put them to bed. It takes a long, like an hour to do that because there's four of them. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like I, sometimes I feel like, like Meg was talking about tonight, like she's had this weird thing about hustle and like she wants people to spend, you know, she's like, she's all about friends and fitness and family and you know like i watch a gary vaynerchuk daily v and i'm like man he's like doing all kinds of stuff for 12 hours a day i need to be doing more then i'm like thinking about myself like i just don't want to do that like i want to just hang out with my wife and have a good time and just relax and then i'll hit it tomorrow morning perfect thanks man thank you (laughs) that was rad thank you uh, so I'm Jeff Smith. I'm a product designer at Facebook. And the question is, what keeps me up at night? Um, it's kind of an egotistical answer, but I ultimately, at the end of the day, want to have a, a large impact on the world. And I think for different people, that is um, in having kids or you know, doing other, other things. And for me, I want my work to, to be that, like, my mark to a certain extent. And the fear I have is that ultimately, you know, I would look back 20 years from now and see a a, uh, career that's mediocre isn't the right word. Actually, I think mediocre is the right word in that um, it's just on par, right? And I think what, yeah, what scares me is that I'd look back and feel like my, my career and my work wasn't something that I could be really, really proud of and feel like had an impact. And what's really interesting at Epicurrence is like you're surrounded by people who have had that sort of impact or you at least perceive that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think the, the yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just interesting being within, within this group of people. Is that fear motivating or paralyzing? <laughs> I think it's both, right? There's some times where it's just hard to, uh, I, it can be a, uh, sort of heavy thing, right? For me, at least, sometimes I'll have that fear and have a hard time getting up in the morning because it's so dominating. But I think most of the time it's fairly motivating. Um, it pushes me to, to do something new and to progress. And, and um, I've, over my career, have um, developed a lot because I'm always asking questions like, what do I want to be doing or how, how do I have that impact? Um, and I think that's a really good thing, but it's, it's so funny. It's like, it's almost Sisyphusian. Is that a, a word? Like I've never like heard just, that word. I, I mean, it's like Sisyphus, you're pushing a stone up. Like I'm always like trying to, you know, move, um, move forward. And I, I, I almost every day it's like you're, you're stepping back and like the, the stone falls back and is Jeff T hand the stone. Was that? <laughs> Is Jeff Tehan the stone? Yeah, he was peeking in. I mean, so. I would say Jeff Tehan is more of like a precious gold, um, <laughs> something that's a little bit more. Uh, that's just because like his pants are gold. Ostentatious. <laughs> hey, Jeff. <laughs> in, in the best way. Of course. So of course. <laughs> awesome, man. Love the answer. Yeah, Thank you. Totally. Thanks. 
So my name is Charles Pearson. I'm a design researcher at Adobe. Let's see, what keeps me up at night? So I, well, so there's, okay, there's a few things. So I'm a dad. <laughs> and That's been the career. most common answer. Like, <laughs> my kids come into my room and literally keep me up. They don't keep me up anymore. They're like eight and 10 years old. But the fact of the matter is like, my life is really fucking hard. My wife works, like she's got a career. I've got a career. We live in the Bay Area. My kids are eight, they're 10. They've got activities. They go to school. Like life is just really hard and hectic. And so what happens is, and it's funny, we were just talking about this out there. Like I fall asleep immediately at night, like immediately. And then two or three hours later, I'm up. And, when I'm, and what happens is I start processing everything, like job, kids, career. Like that's just when things start going into motion and I start thinking about things and trying to figure them out. What's one thing that's been kind of a recurring thing that um, wakes you up? So you got, you're asking, this is such a hard, like... So right now, there's just... I can't, Brian doesn't go easy. I'm not even going to go into it all. There's a lot going on in my life right now, which is like, partially I just had this whole like housing purchase refinance thing that took forever. My parents were about to move to Atlanta, but then the whole, their whole deal actually just fell through this afternoon, and then on and on. So I'm basically older than most of the folks here. I'm in my mid-40s, and like, I am ready to like, move to Park City and buy a Corvette and like ski the rest of my life. <laughs> Rough car to drive in the snow. Yeah. Not going to lie. Good point. Good point. So that's what's kind of been on your mind is next steps. Just, just a, lot. a lot of, there's a lot of, yeah, day-to-day next steps. Just, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk here at Epic Currents about sort of San Francisco and living in San Francisco. Like San Francisco is an amazing sort of creative epicenter. I mean, it really is the core of like technology and design and it's, but it's a hard life. Like things, it's difficult in the Bay area Mm -hmm. and it's like, and I'm not going to harp on this, but as, as, as like somebody who's a parent and got a career in all this, like it's, it's, it's a difficult life. So everything keeps me up at night. And that's (laughs) such perfect advice because this is what people think about all the time. Should I come to San Francisco? I've got kids. Right. So it's worth a second thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Charles. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, well, I'm Ben Johnson, a.k.a. Jack Dusty, and I own Elegant Seagulls. A.k.a. Elegant Seagulls. Yep. Um, what keep, keeps me up at night? Um, shoot, that's a tough question. But I think what keeps me up at night the most is, is, um, is self-doubt. Like, I think I doubt myself a lot, which I think people have been talking about a lot at these conferences, which I thought was really interesting. And it was the first time I've ever heard people bring it up. And I was like, I'm not the only one. This is amazing. But I think that I doubt myself a lot. And I, um, I think it's something that like pushes me though, because I like want to get better and I want to like keep evolving. Um, but I think that that is what probably keeps me up the most at night and just in general. Did that answer your question? How do you, what's a step you're taking to counter self-doubt? It's like um, almost an imposter syndrome kind of thing. Yeah, I think it is, but uh, I think it's just continue to push myself. Like, I mean, I think it's just like, I, I think ever since I've been a kid, I just, I wanted to like try to be the best, like whether I want to be like the best snowboarder. The best there ever be, was? No, that's, but I mean, I just wanted to like become um, the best version of me that I could be. You know? So if I wanted to be the best at basketball. I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. I wanted to be the best snowboarder. I wanted to be like JP Walker. I want to be the best designer, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so I think that that's what keeps me up. So it sounds like a motivation. It's not even like yeah. a... No, I don't think it's a negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I think it's like that constant push. And I think that that push is what kind of has driven me to try to keep getting better and um, doubting myself is just part of that, you know? And I think, I think as soon as, I think the day that I think that I've solved it or like that I've come to the point where like, I know like this is it, like I will have, I'll, I'll, I'll be done. You'll be you know dead. I mean? I'll be, I'll be done. <laughs> I'll be done as a designer yeah. because I won't be progressing and I won't be pushing myself and, and I won't be, um, you know, doing better work. So I think then at that point, you know, um, I'll have lost what, what it is to be a designer in my eyes. Nice. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks guys. I'm Robin, uh, working at UA now in San Francisco. What keeps me up at night? Um, I think what keeps me up at night is the fear that at some point I'm looking at my Photoshop files and nothing is satisfying anymore. Like, I don't like my own design. That's my biggest thing, my biggest fear. That's what keeps me up at night, I think. How do you address that? Yeah, is that pushing you? Is it holding you back? I don't know. Like, what I usually do after every single project I never know if it's good, but the moment I post it, I make my case study and I post it on Behance or whatever, and I'm just looking at how people react, and then that sort of satisfies my, okay, I'm still doing a good job, you know, and if I don't get any likes, I'm like, okay, I'm clearly not doing it right. So you look, you look towards feedback from peers and social validation as, as a general indicator of how things are going? Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. My name is JM. I'm working at Google uh, in the VR team. And I think that what keeps me at night is designing for VR and find the best solution to this new medium. Uh, I think it's um, a golden rush and a golden era for VR. Um, and everything has to be done and has to be invented. And I think that's what I'm thinking of every night. What are you most excited about on the VR side? Education and bring people wherever they want um, as fast as they can um, in an affordable way, not buying plane tickets, helping kids to see things that they will never be able to, um, helping kids to learn uh, things that they maybe can't afford as an edu education, maybe, that kind of things. So is, what, is what's keeping you up at night the excitement of getting to work on that? Or are you staying up because there's so much unknown and you're kind of inventing the patterns here? I'm not sure I'm inventing anything, but uh, there is no prior um, design patterns or you know, um, design convention for that kind of things. So I guess I'm uh, contributing to creating these. Is that motivating or scary? Both. Um, it is motivating because it feels like you do something that nobody have, has ever done before. Um, and it's scary because of the same reason. Thanks, Jam. So I'm Roxanne. I'm a product designer on Messenger at Facebook. And I love beavers, tacos, and platypus. Well said. Best intro That was yet. the best intro we've had all night. Cool. Love it. What keeps you up at night? Hmm. Beside my phone bedding, um, 
I think like right now I'm having the life that I love. I have a life that I love and every everything I could wish for. And sometimes I'm just like having some new projects coming up and I just can't wait to start them. So I don't know if you guys like remember in Harry Potter how like Dumbledore is putting all these memories in like I don't know how you guys yeah, know yeah. that. I feel like I wish I could do that sometimes, like just get an idea out of my mind for what. So I'm sleeping, and that's a true story, with a notebook real close to my bed. And every time I'm waking up, I'm just writing a new idea down, and I go back to sleep. That's a true story. That and midnight snacks. Also. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. What's the latest thing you wrote down? Hmm. I guess it was about like... A story. I've always wanted to write a book, and I have like these ideas coming up sometimes. Or, you know, sometimes I play video games and I'm stuck in it. And I'm just like, the last time I was stuck in a video game, and I was like, oh, that's the solution. I have to write it down because I didn't want to wake up and to go up to their living room to play the game. Right. Right. So, <laughs> Amazing. That did. is so cool. I love it. Thanks, Roxanne. You're welcome. Cool. That's it. What has been your biggest mistake? Hi, my name is Bobby Lee Hartman, and I am a Ruby on Rails developer currently working for a school called Block. It's an online web development bootcamp school. And I'd say my biggest mistake is sometimes not pursuing certain things in my career because I've been afraid that it's either not in line with my personal brand or just things that I've, I don't know, that I'm like pursuing to do is more programming, but sometimes I'm really passionate about maybe being a designer again, which I was before, or working on a documentary film, is which like I'm super passionate about. So I'd say it's kind of a mistake, but I'm working on it, on fixing that. How are you working on it? I'm actually, well, I've started to work remote. So that was my first step. I quit my job in um, San Diego and moved back to a city where in Minneapolis where I'm from, which I've always, yeah, yeah which I've always really loved and feel very um, creative driven. There. There's just so much energy there. So I've made that step and started to be totally independent and kind of working on my own and um, just reaching out, like being back in Minneapolis, I've reached out to a bunch of film, you know, like filmmakers and I'm like, Hey, I don't really know what to do in this industry, but I really think I'd love to pursue it in some way and just maybe be a production assistant same with design. I kind of like have been collaborating with different people on things and I'm like just trying it again. So yeah, the only way I was able to do that was to quit like a normal position and now create this own lifestyle, which is not programming 40 hours a week, kind of maybe like 30 or 20. So deciding what will work for me and to like make sure that I'm still feeling as creative as I want to be. So that's how I kind of have worked through it or so far I am. Okay. Um, I'm Courtney Leonard, and I think that my biggest mistake as a designer, I assume. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Take Nothing, matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> um, I think that my biggest mistake is doubting my gut when someone who may not be a mentor makes me second guess myself. Interesting. Can you Can, explain yeah, that? What, what would be an example of that? So um, I've had a lot of peers in the past who I've looked up to for different reasons. And um, I think later on I found out that they might not be the best fit as a mentor figure. 
And even when I realize that, sometimes I still listen to them and it's not the right thing to do. That's how I feel when Brian tells me stuff. Yeah, Bryn mostly ignores what I say. (laughs) So you have to curate your mentors in a way. Yes. And once you decide on your decisions when you're curating your mentorship, um, you need to stick to them. Trust your gut. Yeah. Perfect. Well said. That was awesome. Thank you. So hello, I'm Eric Atwell. Uh, My biggest mistake, the fear of leaving a position, um, uh, fear of the unknown, um, staying at a place that was toxic and that hindering my progression in my career and ability as a designer, working with creative directors that had no idea what they were doing and uh, only slowing the, the progress. How did you break that fear? It was really just an opportunity to move on and to kind of start working with talented people. Uh, it was, I had a, a blanket of comfort to jump into. Why do you think it is that people would stay in a toxic place even if they're aware that it's detrimental and it's hurting their ability to grow and progress? What is it about that? Like the safety of having something that exists already? Fear of the unknown. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, I have no idea why I stayed as long as I did in this, this, this certain position. My name is Jim DeBrock, interactive designer at Rally. Um, Brian has asked me my biggest mistake. Um, I would say my biggest mistake is not putting forth the initiative early on in my life. Um, I've, I've gotten to where I am because of my mistakes and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. But I also wonder where I would be at if um, I would have put forth the effort a little bit earlier rather than when I was 24 or 25. Um, I look back and I see a lot of my, a lot of my friends kind of graduating. They've, already, they've got like their wives and kids, their master's programs, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, what what could I have accomplished if I just didn't dick around with the Gene first Ross. few <laughs> With Gene Ross. Yeah, Gene Ross, man. That could set me back like four or five years. But Is this something that, uh, that you dwell on and slows you down, or is that kind of a motivation to be moving as fast as you can right now? Uh, it's a motivation, but it's also... Um, it helps me like appreciate what is happening around me and it does allow me to afford to like slow down and appreciate what's going on and live in the moment a little bit more instead of like really projecting what I want to happen, just like letting it happen organically like it has happened. So maybe I just backpedal a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Um, what the hell, DeBrock? Give us an answer. If you want to do something, do it. Don't dig around. Just do it. Nike. So I'm Brian Athey. Uh, I'm a freelance graphic designer in Houston, Texas. My biggest mistake, context, career-wise, life-wise? Sure. All of the above wrapped into one beautiful mistake that changed your life forever. Mistakes are kind of hard to quantify. Uh, Okay, let's do business-wise. Um, okay. Biggest business mistake. Um, 
was going into business, was thinking that I knew enough to, um, to go into business, to, to form a company um, without the context of, of some type of mentorship. I formed an agency when I was really young and I did it with family. And it's, uh, it's still something that, um, you know, we, we are working out to this day, a um, year and a half later. Uh, and so, you know, I, I gained a ton of perspective uh, and I've learned a lot from that whole process. So I can't necessarily say it's a regret, but in terms of a mistake, it sure would have, um, would have been a whole lot easier, I guess, uh, on a lot of people um, and would have been a whole lot less strain on relationships had we uh, been smarter and um, explored some things and, and uh, not just decided, you know, we're, we're three guys and we're, we should just all work together and it'll all work itself out. So I give that advice a lot. So I'll go ahead and chalk that up as a good, a good mistake. Not necessarily don't do something crazy. Just make sure you go into it with a little bit of mentorship and advice. Oh, if you've got a mentor that's telling you to do something crazy, then um, you might ought to either reconsider your mentor or um, do something crazy. <laughs> or do something crazy. Take his advice. Take his advice. So uh, my name is Meredith Schomburg. I am a designer based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I've been working for like eight months. I just graduated like very shortly ago. So this is all very new to me. Um, Raddest Twitter name ever. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy that you got that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sean Bombadil. One of those stupid Lord of the Rings references. It's also very proud of that. Um, but yeah, I'm a visual designer. I love illustration and all things typographic. Um, yeah, and I'm here at Epic Currents, and it's pretty sweet to be surrounded by so many inspiring people. What's been your biggest mistake? Okay, so thinking about one of my biggest mistakes, but I try not to think of it as a mistake. It's more of something that I think back on and wonder, like, what if? Um, was I had, when I graduated, I had the opportunity to go to California and take on this design fellowship. Um, and I turned it down because I really loved the area in North Carolina where I was working because there was a lot of like opportunity and growth that was happening there. Um, but I, I've always lived in this area. And so I passed up on this opportunity to go somewhere else that's like thriving with just inspiration. Um, and so I go back and forth between like, was that a mistake or did I make the right decision? Because like, there's been a lot of great things from staying in Raleigh. Um, I've learned a lot. Like I met people that actually led me to actually kind of find my way to Epic Currents. And like, if I had gone elsewhere, who knows if that would have happened. But I also think that I might've passed up on an opportunity to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone and go to a new place on the other side of the country. Um, and so now I'm like thinking through that again and wondering like, okay, well maybe, maybe, like realizing that I wanted to do that then um, it's, it's caused me to like rethink why I am where I am now and trying to like find the value in that and not like look at it as a mistake, but kind of learn from that so that the next time I have that opportunity, I can go confidently um, and not be like afraid and uh, just kind of go. And the good thing is you have lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a life lifelong thing right? I keep I keep remembering that I'm, I have this like expectation of myself that I'm like I have to accomplish so many things before I'm like 
23. You don't have to be Brian. <laughs> huh? You don't have to be Brian. I don't want to be you Brian. You don't want to be Brian. 23. You don't want to be Brian. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, this is Mark Hemian, uh, founder of Design Inc. My biggest mistake is at a, at a time uh, way back in the early 2000s, I frankly thought the internet was dead. I left tech and I joined a real estate consulting company. And I thought for sure the internet would never come back alive. It's a terrible mistake. And uh, gratefully, uh, I was able to get back into tech around 2008 or so. I, I had about a four-year hiatus there where I was working at a real estate Did the four-year hiatus create any yeah. value for you? Did it open, yeah, open no, doors? It sure did. Yeah, I did. I mean, look, every, everything leads to something else. One door closes, another door opens, I think what you learn about yourself is is extremely valuable. I mean, look, no one cares about yourself more than you. And so you think your bosses or other people are going to like give you a raise or, you know, someone's going to like swoop you up and be like, oh, you're like a really cool person. You should be a co-founder and da, da, da. Nah, none of that stuff happens unless you make it happen. And so um, going and doing a big mistake is very, uh, it's a very wonderful way to learn what you don't want to do. So everyone needs to make lots of mistakes so they find out what they do want to do. Including going into real estate. Including going, well, I wasn't in real estate. I mean, if you really want to know, we were, we were the number one folks who did all public financing and muni bonds. So I actually am an expert in public financing in Melarus. So if any of your listeners want to understand what that means, give me a, give me a little tweet out and I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Hemian teaches public financing. Boom. It's, fa it's a fascinating way to build like California alone, billions and billions and billions of muni bonds, dirt bonds, right? That's what they call them. This is the most boring answer ever. Like we, the other mistake I think I made early on was uh, listening to everybody. <laughs> oh, come on. That's great. Explain. <laughs> no, it's not. Listening man. to everybody. Yeah, because you realize like, that all these bosses and all these folks are giving you all this advice and are just like super self-interested. They're there to keep the team together. They're there to help themselves get promoted, whatever it might be. Don't worry about it. Like you think about what you care about, what you want to do, and go do it. You can use a boss or use people around you to help get what you want. Be cool. Don't be a jerk. You know, usury is terrible. I'm not advocating for usury. I'm advocating for the idea that no one cares about your life and your career as much as you do. And don't assume that other people do. And don't sit there like doing great work and not talking about it and assuming your boss or someone's going to like swoop down and be like, wow. Bryn, I have been looking at you for the last year. You are a genius. Here's a lot of money. Here's a promotion. Here's all this wonderful stuff. No, man. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. I would promote you. I think you're wonderful. Uh -huh. But at the same time, you have to advocate for yourself and you have to put yourself out there. You have to express and show the work that you're doing, the things that you're doing. And I think a huge mistake in the past historically has been waiting for others to like bring me along or you know, kind of like waiting for them to observe the cool things that I was doing. And, uh, and I, think that's, I think that's a huge mistake. I think you move too slowly that way. Excellent answer. Mark, Mark, Hemian, always on the fun. record for Thank you, Mark. Mark. You handsome devils. Appreciate it, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks, dude. See you downstairs. All about that usury. Yeah, no, yeah, usury sucks. Peace. I'm Anson Shaw. I work at Rally. I'm a developer. I guess. <laughs> Convincing. All right. Yeah. At least you know somewhat. Off to a good start. Wait, Wait say, it, say again. it again. What's my biggest mistake? What's the biggest mistake you've made? 
Probably, I mean, probably my biggest mistake is something that I'm not going to fix, which is that I care a lot about what I do and I don't work hard enough to sort of evangelize the things that I think are right. I think that we live with a lot of pretty crappy stuff and I think that good truly good design not um popular design not award-winning design sorry what not award-winning design not award-winning design truly good design needs more people to sort of understand it and promote it and kind of call people on things that aren't actually good and I don't think that happens enough. I think that I can do it and I don't do it. And I feel like that's kind of a shortcoming of mine. It's a personality flaw maybe, but I'm sort of unwilling to put myself out there. I don't like to self-promote. Go on podcasts. I can do it on a personal level, but I don't know. I don't know why you guys are even like talking to me, but. Why we're, but, why we're talking to you? Yeah, because this is interesting. This is a real answer. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good answer. I think it's a great answer. Thanks, man. Thank you. If you could give one piece of advice to a young designer, what would it be? Hi, I'm Ash. Uh, Nice to be back talking to you again. Yeah. An independent designer, author, illustrator, slash... uh, What's the word I use? Scamp. (laughs) Scamp. All right. I like it. So the question was, what advice would I give to a young designer? One piece. One piece of advice. The only one you need is to know yourself and everything else will come from that. You will have clarity on where to go, what to do. The only problem is this piece of advice is knowing yourself is very difficult and takes many, many years. So to be patient with yourself in knowing yourself. How do you start? How do you start? I think you just kind of figure out what you're obsessed with. I think that's a pretty good clue. Time traveling novels. That's true. That's what's I'm, up. I'm obsessed with the passage of time. I'm obsessed with death and memory. And like, that's kind of where my stuff comes from. Do you feel like you know yourself at this point? I know myself better. I think it's a lifelong journey, but certainly better than I did like two years ago. Agreed. Um, so I'm Brittany. I'm a designer currently at Underbelly. And I actually didn't start in the industry that long ago, at least as a designer. It's probably like four years ago. So you're maybe? even closer to yeah. what you would like to know. For sure. Um, and I think the thing I realized is like, there's always this discussion of whether or not you should get an education. And I actually did, but not in design. And then I went back to get design, a design degree. Um, I, regardless of whether you want to get a degree or not, I think you should absolutely be working while you do it, even internships, because you're going to learn more at a job with real world experience than you will in school with hypotheticals. Um, And it'll teach you hustle and like hard work, which as good as you are, if you can't work hard or hit deadlines, like you're not going to make it. That's probably the best advice I wish someone would have given me. Love it. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. 
So my name is Arthur, and I'm an interactive designer at Basic. Um, and advice that I'd give to a younger designer would be to get as much experience as possible and to embrace failure. How would they do that? How do you embrace failure and get experience as fast as possible? Um, I say, uh, uh, well, it's, it's a good thing to get tossed into the deep end often. That's how I learned. Um, and when you're in the deep end and you don't really know how to achieve an answer, you're going to make mistakes and you better learn from your mistakes and don't make them again. What's the best way to recover from failure? The best way to recover from failure, uh, embrace it and ask for, ask around from your peers and your coworkers and your, your trusted colleagues um, that have been in that situation to help you out and steer you in the correct direction. And that's a very teammate answer. Love it. Excellent. I agree. Yeah. Love it. Hi, my name is Jeff. I'm a designer at Rally Interactive. The one piece of advice I would give a young designer is don't worry about money, fame, just work. Work a lot. Get as much work and experience as fast as possible. Do what you can to get your foot in the door. And I, I don't mean to be like, be taken advantage of, like, make sure you're getting paid. Um, How do you resist the urge? Someone gives you a big offer at a sexy company, but maybe it's not the right fit. How do you resist? Like, if it's, if it's the wrong fit? Then we'll physically restrain him. Well, I think it's important that you need to look at, like, what, what gives you the most chance to make a lot of changes. You know, not necessarily, like, externally, but getting a lot of experience. Like, for me being exposed to making mistakes is really important. I want to make as many mistakes as possible. Um, not so much intentionally, but I want to go in with good intent. I want to solve problems, but at the same time, I want to learn from mistakes as, like, as fast as possible because for me, that's what really gives me growth. And also, I think don't be afraid of feedback because I think feedback should really... Like if you love design, feedback is an excuse to do more design. And especially when you're starting out, I think that's really important. And don't be afraid to just throw away what you've worked on. And not necessarily, you're never starting over because you always have those prior experiences of what you've worked on. And you can always build on that because you've learned from every, every layer you've created, every shape you've made, everything you've aligned. You've learned from every single one of those micro actions. So every bit of feedback that you get, don't feel f afraid to throw it away. And even if you're starting with an empty canvas, you still have everything left over in your mind. So hopefully that, hopefully that wasn't waxing oh, too poetic. No, that was great. Okay. That was great. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank that was you. just poetic enough, Jeff. Just poetic enough. Waxed Jeff. enough. Okay. Waxed. Oh, well waxed. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. Man. Great waxing. Excellent waxing job. Hi, I'm Dan Petty. Um, I am the uh, host of Epic Currents. My advice for young designers would be to... This is going to sound so cheesy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to steal the Nike slogan. Whoa. Wait, is that legal? Are you going to get in trouble? Uh, yeah, probably. No, you will. Okay. Okay. We're going to forward that lawsuit onto you. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. The just do it thing? Like... Uh, I'll use Epicurrence, for example. You know, like, it, you have so many ideas. You have so many opportunities out there. Like, if you don't follow them, you'll, you will regret it, you know, it, um, if you don't follow your passions. Um, I had an idea to create an event one day, and literally that day, 
I just created it. And uh, I look back and think that, man, if I didn't do that, where would I be today? You know, like I wouldn't have gained all these relationships and these friendships. Uh, that even goes back to my career when I got started. Um, I literally followed every single opportunity I had. I started out as a junior designer straight out of school. And uh, then an opportunity would come to, to move a next step up, even though I was already just like three months into my full-time job. Like an opportunity came like, oh, all right, if I'm going to grow, I'm doing it. Peace. You know, I followed every opportunity and uh, never looked back. So I think that the just do it thing is, uh, is pretty powerful. And uh, I highly recommend everyone to, you know, do it. Follow, follow, follow every opportunity that comes your way. I'm Adam Luptak. I'm a developer at Rally. And if I could give one piece of advice, it would be to get involved with your designers. Like, never, never feel like they've handed you designs and they're done, and you just have to go away and build what's on the screen. Question things, question how things should work, and, you know, keep, kind of keep, trying to engage and make sure that what what you're producing is going to a you know bring to life what the designer has designed and make sure that what the designer designed is ultimately going to be the best thing that it can be for the user is there ever a fear of approaching design in that way coming back with criticism and suggestions not recently because i've We've grown a, a team where, where that's really encouraged. But certainly when you have a, a young designer who's new to the team, you know, you worry about like, oh, am I going to be too harsh or whatever? So figuring out like, okay, real talk. This isn't personal. It's about making, helping them grow as well. Like it's, it's never a personal thing. It's we all want to make the best thing. We want to get better. And that just requires being honest with each other and engaging in real dialogues about how to make stuff work. Um, my name is Gene Ross, and I am uh, director of Farts. Um, if I were to give any piece of advice to uh, young designers, it's um, know that you're going into an industry that is hard and that it's not going to be a cakewalk. And the fact that it is a hobby and it is fun uh, you know, it makes it very, I guess, great to look at. Um, but know that you're going to have many nights staring at a screen pissed and just like anxious and unsure of your own, of yourself and of your work. But honestly, like the fact that you won't ever actually know if something's good until you release it, just, I guess, creates a better draw to just work harder and harder and harder and, you know, like working at a, a startup like you get you know unlimited vacation time and you get all these awesome perks but just know that a lot of the time like you're gonna have to work hard and like put the effort in even even after hours and like the only way you're gonna better yourself is if you actually put the work in and I, I think that's the biggest thing is that you know as soon as you get a degree or as soon as you get a job the effort isn't over you have to keep working and uh, the only way you're gonna make yourself better is if you just try my name is Zach Keeler. I am a UX design manager at Stance. Okay. Young designers, um, advice. Slow down. Be patient. 
and um, just uh, be friendly and make good relationships. What do you mean by slow down and be patient? I was I was a young designer once, right? And I was ambitious. I was um, kind of aggressive, um, wanting to conquer the world, wanting to design everything, put my imprint on every single thing that I touched, and you know, and and my uh, one of the mentors that I had that I worked with just told me to relax, slow down. You'll get there, and if you be patient, then you know I'll come to you. Um, Good things will happen with time. Yeah, basically. And did you take the advice? No, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> so tell you're telling people to take the advice that you yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't, isn't, isn't that to how take. people learn? You know, through mistakes. I mean, I, that's how I've learned um, a lot of a lot of times. I think mistakes are good. I think that it's the best way to better yourself as a human being and um, through your career. Uh, so my name is Dana Lightfoot. I am a designer at Dropbox and I work on the brand studio team. When you're starting your design career, the first thing that you probably want to do is like work on these like really ridiculously awesome projects. And that's cool. But the fact is that you don't really know what the hell you're doing. And we all like to think that we know what we're doing because we went to school or like we have some really good taste and we can produce projects on our own that we think are really awesome and that everybody wants to see. But in reality, you still don't know how to actually solve problems that companies need you to solve. That's why they hire you is to solve problems, not to just like make really awesome, beautiful pieces. What I did is I started working at a company and I just... I did my best to absorb all of the information I could get from everybody that was more senior than me and see all of their different styles, not necessarily like take it into my own, but to just reflect on how different designers do things differently. And even six years into my career, I still every day am surrounded by designers that do things differently than I would do them. So you're always learning new things, whether it's like, a new tool or a new way of formatting something or a new way of like looking at a problem or a solution or even vocabulary that designers use to describe their work. It's um, the best thing to do is always just be working with new people and experiencing new things. And if you feel like something is getting stale, like don't be scared to challenge yourself and move on to something new because it's out of your comfort zone because you're only ever going to learn if you're out of your comfort zone. Um, so my name is uh, Robin. Um, I'm a product designer at Facebook. I joined Facebook like a, a year and a half ago, pretty much. Um, so what kind of advice I would give to young designers? Um, that's a really good question. I mean, one thing I, I did when I started to do some design, I was like really um, looking for like everything that everybody was doing, uh, like getting some inspiration everywhere. Make sure you look out for like everything that's happening um, and like show your work. Uh, I think that's something that's really important and that's one of the things that helped me like actually coming here and, and at Facebook. I was like, I really, I really wanted to show my work like 
like building your portfolio, uh, using Dribble, using Behance, uh, using stuff like this to really show what I'm capable of. What about talking about your work? Talking about my work? What do you mean? Would that fall in the same category as, as showing it? Do you feel like... Yeah, for sure. I mean, like this, this... Like designers are capable of like many things. There's not just portfolios, but there's also like uh, like blogging and, and, and writing stories on Medium and, and yeah, talking, like doing podcasts, stuff like this. Um, like pretty much like really like show yourself um, out there. Uh, yeah. My name is Mackie Saturday. I'm a graphic designer. That's about it. Nailed it in one. Nailed it. <laughs> Advice for... A uh, young designer, I would say uh, diversify your time, but focus your skills. Open me up. Come on. What's going on? Break that apart. Uh, I mean, I think you need, to, you need to spend time doing a lot of different things and experiencing uh, a lot in this world because when you're young, you, your opinions are, are often formed from uh, a very small amount of experiences. So the more that you can diversify that and, and spend your time... Uh, you know, intaking a, a lot of different things, the better your output's going to be. But I also think it's important to concentrate on what you want that output to be. Because if you're trying to build everything in the world, then I don't think you're going to build anything Simple. incredibly well. Elegant. Thanks. That was episode 107. That was our first ever 20, 30 some person episode. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Design Details FM on Slack uh, and our Slack team at spec.fm slash Slack. We're definitely keen to hear feedback. This was a lot of fun for us. Uh, yes, keen. Keen. We hope you enjoyed listening, got something out of it. If you did, let us know. If you didn't, let us know uh, and we'll adjust in the future. Before we go, we want to thank our one sponsor for making this episode possible. That's Wayno. Surprise. You heard about him earlier. They're one of our favorite agencies with some of our favorite people, some of the best designers in the industry doing amazing work for a killer client list. It's insane how good their work is. And they're sponsoring the show because they want you to know they exist. They're fans of what we're doing. They are fans of the design community. So just go check them out. Like if anything, go look at their dribble. Go to wayno.co. That's U-E-N-O dot C-O. And if you need a new job, they're hiring. Click the careers link in their header and tell them we sent you. Thanks once again to Wayno. And we'll see you next week.